Girl Daily podcast, written by Stephanie Bond, narrated by Tegan Ashton Cohan, produced by Propeller Sound Studios. August 14th, Monday. Is Chef Graham available? I asked. The hostess at Graham's eatery made a rueful noise. Chef Graham is off tonight. Can I help you with something? In my pocket, I fingered the silver earring I'd placed in a tiny plastic bag. I didn't want to leave it and give the impression something was going on between us. No thanks. I'll come back another time. I walked back to the condo building, my shoulders achy after a day of filing for the auto spa. Another less than great job assignment, but at least it was behind the scenes and I didn't have to worry about being recognized. I looked down at my hands, but more paper cuts. I wondered if OSHA was hip to the hazards of paper cuts in the workplace. When I walked into the lobby, the familiar concierge was on his way out. Hi, Miss Culpepper. Hi, there. Why couldn't I remember the man's name? I was hoping you could deliver something to Charlie Graham for me. He grimaced. My shift just ended and my ride's waiting. But Mr. Graham is in. I saw him walk in less than an hour ago. I don't even know which unit is his. 1712, he said congenially, walking backward. Good night, Miss Culpepper. I debated whether to take it to his place. What if he were entertaining a woman? On the other hand, it would be satisfying to see him squirm when I handed over a piece of jewelry someone had left at his place. I rode to his floor and found his unit. I heard music playing inside and smiled to myself, then rang his doorbell. The door opened and Charlie stood there wearing a stained apron and a smile. Hi, Della. Hi. I craned my neck to see around him. Fragrant food aromas floated out. You probably have company. No. Come in. I don't. I have something on the stove I need to stir. He disappeared, and I stepped inside, closing the door behind me. Classic country even I recognized. Glenn Campbell's by the time I get to Phoenix, came from hidden speakers. His condo had a great view, maybe even better than mine, and from what I could see, a similar layout. I peeked around the breakfast bar, but his kitchen was way more tricked out than mine. Charlie stood at the stove, holding a lid over a pot, stirring something with a wooden spoon. You cook on your day off? I asked. How did you know it was my day off? I stopped at the restaurant first. Ah, was it busy? Very, he smiled. Good. Then he gestured to the stove. Just experimenting with a new sauce. Wanna try? My mouth watered. I hadn't eaten all day. My stomach had been too tied up in knots over the thought of giving away my Beltina samples. I can't stay. I just wanted to drop this off. I pulled the earring from my pocket and held it up. It's not mine. No? Then he grinned. But the other Adam was yours? I frowned and decided to ignore him. 
and his stupid grin. The earring must belong to one of your... visitors. He shook his head. That's not possible. I haven't had any visitors. I gave a short laugh. Right. He ladled some of the red sauce into a shallow bowl and brought it back to the counter. What's that supposed to mean? Your reputation precedes you. What reputation? He sliced a fat loaf of brown bread on a cutting board and handed me a wedge. I took it, then followed his lead, dipping the bread into the sauce. My girlfriends say no one gets more tail than chefs. I bit into the bread and hummed in appreciation. Not this chef, he said, then tasted the sauce and nodded. What do you think? It's great. He smiled. I agree. I laughed. Aren't you supposed to be objective about your own cooking? Absolutely not. He removed two stemless wine glasses from a cabinet. I just opened a Nassara. None for me, I said, holding up my hand. He ignored me, poured two inches of red wine into each glass, then slid one in front of me. He drank then grunted with pleasure and reached for more bread. Are you talking about your girlfriends who ate with you in my kitchen? I nodded, lifted my glass for a sip. The wine was so smooth, I took a bigger drink. Sabrina and Susan. Now that I think about it, the earring probably belongs to one of them. They seem like nice girls. I laughed. What? They want to have a threesome with you. His eyes bugged. A threesome? I nodded and followed another bite of bread with a mouthful of wine. I told them I would let you know. He laughed, then shook his head. Sorry to disappoint, but that's not my thing. No? What is your thing? As soon as I said the words, I wanted them back. The air was suddenly supercharged. This... He said finally, gesturing to the bread and the sauce and the wine. Enjoying good food and good music with one interesting woman who has laugh lines. I lifted a cloth napkin off the counter and wiped at the corners of my mouth self-consciously. I'm not that interesting. I disagree. I swallowed hard, panicked. I had way too many problems in my life right now, most of which this man knew about, to add more to the heap. I have to go, I said, setting down my napkin and moving toward the door. At least finish your wine. My hand was on the doorknob before he could walk around the bar. Thanks for the bread and the wine and the... information. I was babbling. I opened the door, then I was out of there like a rocket. This is Stephanie Bond, author of the Temp Girl Daily Podcast. The drama keeps building, doesn't it? If you're enjoying this story, I hope you'll consider leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts to help more people find Temp Girl. Thank you so much. And come back tomorrow for another can't miss episode 
of Temp Girl. Yeah,